0: hello my name is Aryan. i'm here today with pranav and in this podcast we'll aim to discuss important global issues and provide a channel for discourse and promote debate on relevant current affairs so uh for the first episode um i feel like as most would expect we'll we're going to be talking about the ukraine and russia conflict you know it's all over social media and news the past few months But to really understand this issue and develop an opinion on it, we have to really step back and look at the border conflict history, which has been going on between these countries, um, most certainly at least for the past few decades. Hmm. So Ukraine has wrestled with either joining the EU or remaining in Russia, essentially since the country's inception, since the USSR's downfall in 1991. Uh, in 2013, Ukrainians protested the government for rejecting the EU for closer ties with Russia, and the president of Ukraine was swiftly removed from leader. and As leader in 2014, following this, uh, Russia responded by Russian forces seizing Crimea, a uh, uh, eastern region in Ukraine, and the West have the Western community has argued with Putin for sending troops to East Ukraine support the pro-Russian movement. Um, the reason why this conflict has risen because, is because of the key organization, which uh, we should mention, uh, the NATO, which I believe is yeah the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. They have uh, been supporting Ukraine with weapons and diplomatic support. And Ukraine is currently uh, in the process of becoming a NATO member however uh Russia has been against this explicitly in numerous um debates and u n uh u n talks, and as a result russia has um declared invasion on ukraine i believe on the twenty first of february so Pranav, could you maybe introduce what could what this could mean for the rest of the world and maybe us in particular
1: i think a big thing we're seeing you know, across social media and just media in general is portraying this entire conflict as World War III, question mark, question mark. And I think with current internet era, it's very easy for that tagline to pick up. And I think essentially people around the world are dubbing it as World War III. And to an extent that is possible, we are seeing increased conflict and escalation in conflict as Russia has now invaded and there is military combat ongoing. Um, but for it to become a world war, of course, we would have to see more countries involved. And given that NATO is already providing some form of support to Ukraine, it's very easy for them to cross that line and enter conflict entirely. But uh, until we see that, um, currently it's just, you know, conflict ongoing between Russia and Ukraine.
0: Yeah, I mean, we've seen a lot of. Uh international pressure i would say on russia but not a lot of countries have actually risen and given support in the form of troops directly to ukraine we've seen that nato has deployed troops in their alliance countries but uh, as as we know and as you've told me before that nato isn't actually officially allowed to interfere yeah. unless russia interferes with a member country right
1: yeah that's because of how nato's set up so Technically speaking, uh, Ukraine, you know, isn't a NATO country. And NATO states that, you know, if a NATO country is attacked, then other NATO countries will support that attacked NATO country. And so Ukraine not being part of NATO won't receive that form of support. And as you stated before, they're receiving other forms of diplomatic and humanitarian support uh, through, you know, both the US and other European countries. And one thing I've recently read about was how I think pretty much all European countries have basically opened up their borders to Ukrainians fleeing the country so Ukrainians don't require a visa so that's mm. element of accepting refugees has been allowed
0: yeah and i feel like this kind of support is most definitely needed i mean we've seen it all over the news that there's been bombings in uh, city capitals and in you know civilian areas as well as airports there's been
1: Mm. countless
0: casualties i think a few days ago i saw a figure around like 500 in the ukraine capital city alone which is kind of incomprehensible you know every day in everyday life we really fail to imagine what these figures mean like and what kind of effects the ukrainian population is facing now
1: i think the ironic thing is that you know similar maybe not the same level of attention but definitely conflicts around the world are ongoing and there are definitely death tolls that are taking place but we don't get to see them as much or on a daily basis and so yeah it definitely is very shifting to see all these numbers and all these seeing the effects directly of what this conflict is
0: i feel like as a new conflict it's always gonna get more attention you know as When we first hear about conflicts it's very much the center of all media attention and it's it's not as if the attention shifts away but almost like people are desensitized eventually and their focus just shifts away from these issues
1: they lose interest Mm -hmm.
0: yeah yeah maybe that is kind of the type of thing we can expect to see but right now as it is the center stage and for a rightful reason i mean there is a lot of global dependence on russia and russian exports kind of one of the reasons you were telling me about the sanctions on uh, Russian exports as well, right?
1: Yeah, so given that other NATO countries cannot actually provide military support directly, uh, what they're trying to do is instead place sanctions on Russia. And basically they're placing sanctions on high-class people in Russia and also Russia's exports. So Russia supplies about 30% of Europe's oil and 30, 35 percent of its natural gas would be cut off in the event of a conflict.
0: So, These um, kind of steps we kind of expect to see, though, don't we? When if, so, uh I kind of read on the geography of Europe, and basically Russia's pipeline and its main company, Gazprom, it runs through Ukraine. So. If Russia was to invade, which unfortunately it has, Ukraine can always just cut off the supply, and it leads to a concurrent huge spike in oil prices. You told me like hundred dollars a gallon. Yeah, it's hundred dollars
1: a gallon. Yeah, that's
0: incredible.
1: And I think that it's important to notice that you know it doesn't just affect Russia and Ukraine because oil prices will affect the world eventually. And the economy will also be affected in other ways, which, again, does impact the global society.
0: I mean, what effect do you think it has that this uh, conflict? I mean, it's not the first that we see, but I feel like it is definitely one of the first we see in the developed countries. What effects it could have on the younger generations, which haven't seen a conflict like this, or at least at, at such a large scale.
1: I think with the younger generation, it's just conflict we haven't seen before. And with how much the world has changed in the past, well, even like 10 to 15 years, technology and communication have just skyrocketed in their utility. Um, I think, you know, you go on TikTok or Instagram, I'm actually seeing, you know, Ukrainian... People being enlisted, taking you know TikToks of them in army, or like in the army prepping f- before being deployed. And there was actually this video of a guy playing Minecraft while being deployed. So I think it's being very able to, it. yeah, the dissemination of information is just at a rate we just haven't seen anywhere before. And oh wait, have you this- seen
0: the um? Sorry, have you seen the video? I think it's about three ukrainian officials and one uh i don't know it's it's like four officials of uh in ukraine's capital city mm. and it's basically just a short video of them saying that they are in ukraine's capital city sorry what's i um yeah kiv not sure how to pronounce yeah, that kiv. Kiv. I, think, I was reading about
1: it that's that's interesting actually the capital the ukrainian name for it is kiev but the russian name is kiev and that just goes back to the soviet era when like the romanization of the capital name so
0: yeah no in that video they were basically saying that we're here to fight and we're here to stay and we're not going to leave our we're we're not going to leave our country it's really impactful and it kind of Kind of makes you step back and realize that
1: it's a real these, thing, you know, it's actually yeah, happening. Yeah.
0: It's, it's, these are real humans, real people who are facing these people with families and whatnot.
1: I think yeah. that's a double edged blade, really, because what happens is those messages are shared with a global community. And, you know, one effect it can have is just inflicting fear because you end up seeing a lot more than you can maybe take. And especially with, you know, lots of young people online, you know, seeing stuff like that, potentially it's not beneficial for their mental well-being and just health in general, because it's, you know, very scary. But on the other hand, it can also be somewhat motivational, as you said, it's a powerful message and seeing that can kind of motivate you into, you know, rethinking yourself or rethinking your, or reforming your opinions on... Kind of like introspecting and realizing
0: that this is how people are fighting for what they believe in, you know, how, how, how could this affect me?
1: Yeah. It really catalyzes that process, doesn't it? So it's interesting. I think, especially since we're coming out of, I think we're coming out of a nearly two year pandemic now. Um, I think everyone's morale is just taking a big hit. So seeing this already I think people I've seen people online comparing you know 2022 being worst year and then all of a sudden 2022 comes along then we have this entire Ukraine-Russia conflict so yeah it's just a lot of hits to take consecutively
0: yeah all right thank you Prana uh I mean if I was to sum it up it's very easy to judge the situation from a European perspective and Mm. maybe not realize Russia's perspective on these things, but it's um, important to consider Russia and Ukraine's history and how Ukraine has been a part of Russia for a long time before the inception of the country. And what we would like to highlight is that we aren't promoting the idea of there being a villain. Or a Hmm. hero in this crisis?
1: I don't think, yeah, I don't think conflict should be glorified in any way because, again, as you said, being able to see these real people being deployed and in conflict, Mm -hmm. it's important to realize that, you know, these are real people, these are citizens, people like you and me being put in a situation where it's a life or death situation. And having, I think the one thing I would encourage is just having empathy and being able to empathize and show an understanding for what the people the people situations
0: yeah so we do once again we don't um support that idea and obviously this is a very complex issue but we hope that we've brought you some insight and we hope that in the coming few weeks uh do check out the news and you know uh make sure you keep an eye on what happens in the future of this crisis and Try and have some debate and some discussion on this topic. Thank you. Yeah,
1: I think it's what we're trying to do is help you form your own opinions on these types of global issues. And as a side note to the purpose of this podcast, um, we are going to try. We're going to organize a bake sale sometime March, Mm -hmm. and what we're going to do is we're raising funds for the Singapore Cancer Society. And we're hoping in one of the coming episodes to discuss more about. Um, an issue related with cancer because uh, I think we all personally believe it's a, a cause worth supporting and we would like your support, monetary support, to support a charity in that case. All right. Thanks, Brad. All right.